You're listening to the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. We talk sports because we know sports. Hi, how are you? Welcome to another episode of the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. I am Doc Holliday, and I'm still solo driving this thing, driving this Range Rover by myself. My partner Isaac Bruce will be with us hopefully next week. He's a busy dude, has some things going on, so we normally get together and do these things, but when he's busy, you know, I don't mind on driving this Range Rover by myself. You know what I'm saying? I like the Rovies. I like driving Range Rovers by myself. I ain't never had one. But you know what? My boy, my brother Isaac Bruce did have one. He had a Range Rover. Got another one now. But I remember when he first got one, we were playing, we were playing in the with the Rams in St. Louis together. And we were in training camp. And we had a, like a little off day. We had a weekend off. We were having a training camp in Macomb, Illinois, in Western Illinois. And, you know, uh, uh, since me and Isaac was like brothers, you know. He left for the weekend, but since I was a rookie, I wasn't going nowhere. I was going to stay around there and get as much work in as I could. Uh, but he left. You know, I didn't have – you know, I had a roommate, but he didn't because he was a vet. He was the star of the team. So he had his own room, so he let me stay in his room. And, you know, he had a Range Rover. Yeah, I just bought a Range Rover. Uh, but he took the key with him. He took the key with him. He probably didn't want me to drive the Range but it, and it's, I understand. Understood. I, I used to drink back then, so but I understood but he left me the keys to his, his his dorm room, which I was able to go in there, you know, watch television because he had all the, you know, everything that's needed. I didn't. I had the bare minimum. But he left his truck there, as I said, he, uh, uh, but he took his key with him. But me snooping around in his room, I found a spare key. So I'm like, I'm going to roll this rangy. I'm going to roll this rangy through Macomb, Illinois. You know, it was a little college town. wasn't really nobody on campus because it was in the summer. You know, it was in training camp. Uh, so I said, I found the key. I said, well, I'm going to go and roll a rover then. So I go down there to use the spare key. The spare key doesn't work. Doesn't unlock the door. and do, It doesn't do anything. Not only did it not work, it shut the whole truck down. Because the spare key was not programmed for the car yet, for the truck yet. So when he gets back, I don't say anything. I just put the key back. When he gets back to town, he goes to drive his truck. He's like, Doc, man, did you mess with my truck or something? He won't start. He won't do anything. I was like, yeah, bro. I tried to drive it with the key. He just looked at me. He said, man, that key not programmed for that. So Range Rover had to come down from St. Louis to Macomb and, you know, take it to the shop. But he didn't need it. We was in camp. So, uh, but anyway, I'm going to roll this Range Rover by, by myself. And I want, let me begin by, it is April 15th, 2022, when I am recording this episode of the run pass option which is really episode six of this new version of the run pass option and today is jackie robinson day so i want to salute jackie robinson today it is his day it is his day all across major league baseball jackie robinson we know the magically melanated royal aka black man who broke major league baseball's color barrier barrier on april 15 1947 75 years ago becoming the first magically melanated, a.k.a. black man to play in Major League Baseball. Today is his day. And salute to Jackie Robinson. And also much props, much props to Major League Baseball 
for acknowledging him the way they do. Because not only is he the first quote-unquote black man uh, to play in Major League Baseball, breaking that color barrier, he ended up being one of the best baseball players in the history of baseball. Being one of the best athletes in the history of athletes. Being one of the best sportsmen in the history of sports. Being one of the best husbands and father in the history of fatherhood and husbandhood. And just being one of the best men in the history of manhood. So today is Jackie Robinson today. Let me take time to say how much I appreciate, appreciate you, sir. Appreciate everything you did, everything you went through, everything you endured. And I know that had to be plenty of times where you wanted to quit dealing with racism and all the harsh words thrown at your way and the harsh treatment that you had to endure. But you endured it because I know and understand that you knew you was thinking about the generation that come after you and even the generation that was a part of your generation helping them get opportunities. And I was listening to an interview Dusty Baker uh, gave as part of uh, some honoring that ESPN was doing and salute to them because they you know, have done some good things as far as acknowledging and honoring Jackie Robinson. And Dusty Baker was talking about, you know, his dad always told him. And, you know, Jackie Robinson inspired Dusty Baker. I think Dusty Baker said he was born two years after Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier. So he's one of the reasons. I think he said his dad was a baseball coach as well. But he always told him, look, as an AKA black man, you got you to gotta work twice as hard and be twice as good as everybody else. And I agree with him, but I don't agree with him because we have to be 15 to 20, 100 times better than everybody else to hope to get the same opportunity. But when we get those opportunities, we have to be 100 times better than everybody else and work 100 times harder than everybody else. And Dusty Baker said he's cool with that. He understood that his daddy does. And I'm cool with that, and I understand it too. So everybody that Jackie Robinson inspired, the trailblazing he did, everything he had to endure just to play a sport, just to take care of his family. And I know it was tough in 1947. Hell, it's tough now, but I know for a fact it was tough then. When racists were proud to call themselves racist and proud to show off and be racist in front of the world. So thank you, Jackie Robinson. Thank you for what you did. Thank you for what you endured. Thank you for the doors that you opened. Thank you for the torment that I know you went through. Because you were not only thinking about yourself. You were thinking about AKA black men like myself. And opportunities, not only in sports, but in business, just in the world period. So thank you. But Major League Baseball acknowledging and honoring Jackie Robinson today, April 15th, 2022, Friday, all players, coaches, managers, and managers and umpires around Major League Baseball, all of them wearing number 42 today. And I think that's absolutely beautiful. So once again, Jackie Robinson, thank you. His family that's still living. I think I saw an interview with his son. I don't know how many, you know, thank you all for what your dad did. So thank you, Jackie Robinson. I salute you on this day. Now I want to move on. Because the NBA playoffs are about to begin. Now we've been having play NBA play-in games. But the NBA playoffs are set to begin this weekend, April 16, 2022. My Memphis Grizzlies getting ready to welcome the Minnesota Timberwolves in here. And the Grizzlies, hey, man, number two seed in the West. 
straight hooping and bowling. Timberwolves coming in here. And other teams around getting ready for that first-round playoff series. And one of them who getting the most talk is the Brooklyn Nets. They're getting ready to face the Boston Celtics. Brooklyn Nets win. They won their play-in game because they got two of the best players in the NBA. Two of the best players in the world. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. So they get ready to, to face the Boston Celtics, who, man, let's we, we got to admit they 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 just they straight hooping this year. Jason Tatum is he has elevated himself to not only being one of the best young players in the NBA, but to one of the best players in the NBA. The way Boston has been playing in the Eastern Conference, in the Eastern Conference, man, is just hey. What can you say, man? But the Brooklyn Nets getting ready to face the Boston Celtics. And the question and the talk is Ben Simmons. I don't want to say coming back because he hasn't played for the Brooklyn Nets since they traded for him during this season. Brooklyn Nets getting Ben Simmons from the Philadelphia 76ers right before the trade deadline in February. Now, we know Ben Simmons, well, you don't know. He, he, he asked for a trade from Philadelphia last year because they fell out some kind of way. They fell out some kind of way. But the question is whether Ben Simmons should come back and play because he hasn't played. He actually hadn't played a basketball game since last June. But he hadn't played with the Nets at all because he was dealing, he's been dealing with a back injury. Said he got a back injury. His back is hurt. Now, a lot of media people have been talking and talking noise about whether he should come back and play and whether Brooklyn should play him or not. Some of them saying, hell no. I say, hell yeah. And this is why. Ben Simmons is a big guard, forward, whatever you want to call him. Ben Simmons is a big dude. Ben Simmons can provide a lot on the basketball court. Now, they keep talking about chemistry and all this stuff, man. Ben Simmons, look, Ben Simmons is 6'11". I don't know how much he weighs, but he's a big old dude. Now, people say it could become a distraction. He's going to mess up their chemistry. But my whole thing is, if he's saying he, he's ready to play and he's healthy enough to play, man, play him. Because he's not a ball hog. He understands that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are the first two choices to shoot the rock. I don't even think Ben Simmons ever wanted to be that dude, let me get the ball and let me carry the squad. Let me take 20 shots a game, 25 shots a game. That's not him. But a lot of people saying he shouldn't come back because he hadn't played in, since last June. And this is the NBA on the highest level. You just don't go out there and just throw somebody out there. Man, hey, all the NBA do, all NBA teams do is just run up and down the court anyway. I don't see too many people running sets. So why wouldn't you bring a 6'11 super talented dude to help your squad out? He ain't gonna, he, he's not going to beg for the rock and, 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 and hog the rock and try to just throw up shots. 
He could play some defense. He could get you some rebounds. And the thing about getting some rebounds is because Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, they don't miss too often. But think about it, bro. You get him another offensive opportunity to score some points off a missed shot on the offensive end. Ben Simmons can get you about four or five of those extra a game. So four four or five extra shots on the offensive end that Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving or anybody else on the Nets have missed. And Ben Simmons is able to get a, a, a rebound, offensive rebound, and kick it back to one of them dudes. And you and them dudes don't miss too many times. Why wouldn't you bring them back? Why wouldn't you throw them out there and let and, and see what you can do? You're, you're the underdog anyway. What you got to lose? Seriously, though. I think he would bringing them back and letting them play. I think it would be an, a positive uplift for the Brooklyn Nets. Dude has a unique, unique set of skills. It's just the things that he can do, man. He's a great defender. He can switch from the one to two to three to four or, or the five. Come on, man. You put him out there with KD and Andre Drummond. That's a huge lineup. So I say yes. But you say you, you have a lot of other media members saying it's a bad idea. Okay. I'll give them that. That's their opinion. But it's one dude. Now, two dudes I want to talk about specifically. One of them who always has something negative to say about black athletes. I don't care what anybody says, but he does. And he's always in their bank account. He's one of the most negative, big mouth people, man, I, I've ever seen in my life. And so he on the run pass option. When cats do something and say something that's out of line, I don't care who they are. I'm going to call them out. I'm going to call him out. And the person I'm talking about is Stephen A. Smith. Screaming A. Smith. Now, Stephen A. Smith, okay. It's okay for him to have an opinion on whether the Brooklyn Nets should bring him out and let him play since he hadn't played. Okay. You can have your opinion on that. That's fine. So I'm watching first take. And the only reason I watch first take is to see what outlandish, hateful, hating crap he's going to say. So I'm watching it today, earlier this today, Friday. And they, the Ben Simmons question comes up. Of course, Kendrick Perkins, Mr. Cosign, whatever anybody else says, who that's a conversation for another day with dude. But anyway, Stephen A. Smith comes out and says, he questions whether or not Ben Simmons is really hurt, if his back is really hurt, or he, 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 he questions and almost make it seem like he know for a fact that Ben Simmons and the Brooklyn Nets are downplaying his back injury. Stephen A. Screaming A. Smith implies that Ben Simmons is lying about his back injury, about hurting his back. 
because, you know, when Ben Simmons was still in Philadelphia with the 76ers, he said he didn't want to play. He couldn't start because he was having mental health issues. So when players are telling you that they're having mental health, health issues, I don't care how much money they're making, man. You have to believe them because a lot of them do. It'd be a lot of pressure on them. They deal with a lot. They listen to social media. That, that stuff gets to a lot. All that neg negativity will get to you. So Ben Simmons told Philadelphia, the 76ers, that he was having mental health issues. Why he couldn't play. And we know he, he, he didn't want to play there. But Stephen A. implies that, okay, because of his mental health issues, he, said, he, he implies that's the real reason that Ben Simmons hasn't been playing. Once again, he says Ben Simmons is, he's downplaying the fact that Ben Simmons' back is hurt. He doesn't really believe that Ben Simmons' back is hurt that bad where he can't play. He basically doubted that Ben Simmons' back is hurt. He was saying that it's really Ben Simmons' mental state. He pointed to his head. I think this is what it really is because I think what Ben Simmons and the Nets think if he goes out there and plays and he doesn't play that well, he's going to go into a hole and get depressed again. He's mentally fragile. He didn't use the word mentally fragile, but that's basically what he was implying. That's basically what he was saying. Now, the same in the same sentence, he's doubting if Ben Simmons' back is actually hurt, implying that Ben Simmons is lying. He says he believes Agent Wojnarowski, who says that Ben Simmons has been getting back injections. And Molly had to add that he got an epidural shot, which means his back hurting. So Stephen A. says he don't believe Ben Simmons about his back, but he believes Agent Wojnarowski, who's tweeting that he's been getting shots and treatment on his back. Come on, man. But that's what he does, though. That's what he does. Screaming A. Smith goes on to say that his mental state is fragile, and that's why the Nets won't play him. So he'll question Ben Simmons about his back being hurt, but he won't question Agent Wojnarowski, who says he's been getting treatment and shots on his back. Come on, man. Stephen A. says the Nets protecting Ben Simmons' mental state by not letting him play. But he goes on to say Simmons' mental state is not stopping him from filing a grievance for $20 million. Stephen A. Smith always worried about another player's money and how much money they're making. That ain't got nothing to do with you, man. And how is he able to say some of the things that he says? You basically call this young man a liar about his back. You call him a liar about the back, but you give Woj all kinds of credit, and you believe his report that Ben Simmons been getting treatment on his back. Man, y'all can't tell me that's, that, that just doesn't sound or look right. I think it's reckless. And it's disrespectful to imply that this man is lying about being hurt. 
lying about his back hurting. And they say it's his mental state. He may, be, may have been in a mental depression. Athletes get depressed, especially when they're dealing with injuries, injuries that are lingering that won't get well, won't get better. So what if, it, what if his mental state is fragile and he needs a mental health time? Mental health is just as important as physical health. But that's trash as hell for Stephen A to imply that that man lying about his back being hurt, that he's mentally fragile because if he, play, if he doesn't play well, he's going to get depressed and go into a hole. So that's why the Nets have, haven't been playing him, and that's why he doesn't want to play. Not his back. But then when Molly says, well, reports to, uh, does say he uh, had an epidural, then Stephen, well, I ain't questioning if, if his back hurt or not. Yes, you did, dog. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Double talk, triple talk. That's what he does, though. He tried to tear down black athletes. And he always in their pocket. So I'm going to go at his head every chance I get. And any, anybody else in media, I'm going to go at their head. That's always trying to tear down these athletes, man. Ben Simmons' grievance filing for $20 million has nothing to do with you. But I'm going to tell you all how it works now. See, a lot of these media members that you see on these top networks, ESPN, Fox Sports, TNT, all of them have, they have sources. And their sources a lot of times be owners, GMs, coaches. And a lot of times these coaches and GMs and owners, if they have a problem with one of their players, they're going to use these media members to be mouthpieces against those players that talk negatively about them because they're feeding them information. So now they're going to be uh, a public relations representatives for them and down talking and, and, and help support negative and misleading narratives about players that these owners, GMs, and coaches just may not like. That's the only thing I can think of for him to come back and, and say that this man lying about his back, the way his back is hurt. It's his mental state. That's why he ain't playing. Then say something about the $20 million he's trying to get that he's pro that he rightfully deserves, I assume. That ain't got nothing to do with you, dog. That ain't the first time he talked about a player and their money and how much money they're getting. Charles Barkley does the same thing. So Kendrick Perkins, Mr. Co-signer, he goes on to say Ben Simmons is more concerned about his fashion and off-court endeavors than basketball. How so? Because he wears nice clothes? Because he takes pictures in nice clothes that he likes? Frankly, all those athletes and entertainers be getting ripped off by those designer, quote-unquote designer clothes and quote-unquote all that bling and unnecessary jewelry. Paying $2,000 for a T-shirt with holes in it or a sweater with holes in it just to say you paid two or $3,000 for it. To me, that's nonsense. That's craziness. But if that's what they choose to do, because I'm one of those, when you're famous or a celebrity, you make the fashion. You can wear a plain white T-shirt 
and some off-brand jeans and whatever shoes you want to wear, and you can make it hot. You can make it cool. That's what everybody going to look at. That's what everybody going to look at because they're trying to look like you. I remember when I was playing for the Rams, went to the club. I used to like to put on clothes, but I had some teammates. Go to the club, man, and sweat, 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 sweats, sliders, socks, T-shirt cap. That's how they went. Because people knew who they were. They knew they had money. So their fashion was what it was. And to them and to everybody else, they were still cool and fresh as heck. So Kendrick Perkins makes this, he's more concerned about his fashion and off-court endeavors than basketball. Okay, so he's been hurt. He's not been able to play basketball because his back hurt. So he's not supposed to pursue any other business endeavors while he's hurt and can't play basketball. He's not supposed to do anything. He's not supposed to want to wear nice clothes. I guess he's just supposed to put on sackcloth and ashes and walk around in that all the time. But once again, it's, it's just peculiar, peculiar to me that some of these athletes that they choose to uh, attack, like they body shame Zion Williamson. How do Shannon Sharp and them Skip Bayless, Charles Barkley, Shaq, Kenny Smith, Ernie Johnson, how do they get away with body shaming Zion Williamson and calling them fat and big and Shaq and them tomorrow? They're like Shaq and Charles Barkley had a baby. That's how Zion would. How are they able to body shame this young royal and get away with it? And people laugh like it's funny. They laugh like it's funny. But they do it all the time with no repercussions. But guess what? I'm going to have something to say. So Kendrick Perkins, so what if he likes to put on nice clothes? And he's doing other business, getting himself involved in other business endeavors off the basketball court because he understands basketball isn't going to last forever. He understands that professional sports, these professional sports franchises look at athletes as an uh, 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 asset. A lot of times property, not people, not a person. So they can cut them and get rid of them at any time. So I appreciate the foresight, the vision. Look, man, let me try to set up me some stuff because I know basketball is not going to last forever, especially if his back hurting, if he's having back problems. Back problems can end careers. So if he's dealing with a back problem and dealing with some back injuries, why wouldn't he try to pursue other business endeavors until he can get back playing again? Y'all sound like some haters, man. Stephen A. Smith, you a hater. Kendrick Perkins, you a hater. Charles Barkley, you a hater. Shaq, you be hating for, I don't even know what you, you shouldn't be hating. Y'all done pulled Kenny Smith into that. Skip Bayless, you a hater. Colin Cowherd, you a hater. Yeah, they be hating. So my whole thing, should Ben Simmons play? Yes, the Nets should bring him back and let him play. You're paying him. He wants to, if he wants to play, if he's healthy enough to play, play him. He's 6'11, skill, 
talented. Hell, he ain't never had no jump shots, so he ain't finna go out there trying to shoot no jump shots. He can run up and down the court. He can give you some minutes, some good quality minutes, some good quality minutes off the bench if you don't start him. A dude that's 6'11", a skilled man who ain't asking for the ball, who don't need 15 to 20 shots, who probably happy with taking five to six shots and getting those shots running in transition, getting it in a fast break or getting the offensive glass. Ben Simmons not a selfish player. I'm pretty sure he understands that KD and Kyrie, they're going to chunk the shots up first, and they should. That's their game plan. Kyrie, shoot it whenever you feel like it. Kevin Durant, shoot it whenever you feel like it. Andre Drummond, y'all be ready to get the rebound and give it back to them. Now, Ben Simmons, you be ready to get the rebound. Go back up if you're under the goal, or you kick it back out. Or defensive rebound, let's get to running. Kyrie will find you. He's the find you. He's the most skilled point guard in the league. He'll find you. So should Ben Simmons come back and play for the Brooklyn Nets if he's healthy enough to play in his first round against the Boston Celtics? Hell yes. Heck yes. And I say shame on you, Stephen A, for implying that this young man is lying about his back being hurt. But you probably got, I know you got friends in Philadelphia who probably been bad talking to them, who gives you information. So y'all just push those negative net narratives about the players that these people in these organizations don't like. And y'all keep getting y'all inside scoops instead of y'all being objective and unbiased. Give your opinion on whether you should, he should play or not. But no, you want to say he lied about the severity of his back. Come on, bro. Come on, dog. Damn. Man, that's weak. That's weak as hell. Kendrick Perkins, I don't, I don't know what to say about you, dog. Just, I, I don't. I don't. Because y'all talk tough. You talk all this noise. You talk tough. But then when Maria Taylor was going through all this stuff she was going through at ESPN with Rachel Nichols talking about her behind the back and not, didn't have nothing to say, didn't even touch it. What you dudes, man. So Ben Simmons, good luck to you, young royal. I hope you're healthy enough to play. If not, take care of your business, man. Try to set you up because basketball and sports don't last forever, bro. If you have the opportunity to get involved in other business endeavors, do it. Do it. You got to think about yourself too now. Because these teams don't love you. A lot of these fans don't love you. They just love you entertaining them. These teams definitely don't love you. That's why a lot of athletes get confused they think these teams really love them no they love the service you provide your ass is a number a debit credit and when they're done with you they're done with you they look out for themselves so you look out for yourself but man simmons i hope you're healthy enough to play man if you're not get healthy man i wish you all the luck 
Kevin Durant, I wish you all the luck. And Kyrie Irving, I wish you all the luck. Because you're a baller, man. But yeah, this was basically about saluting Jackie Robinson on his day. And giving my opinion on whether Ben Simmons should come back and play for the Brooklyn Nets in the first round against the Boston Celtics to be healthy enough to play. Once again, I said, hell yes. And that's going to do it for another episode of the Ron Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. I'm out.